Welcome to today's episode of PDSD, Me, Myself and Him, by Scott Stevenson. Hello and welcome to episode 7 of my podcast. Today I want to talk about my struggle with uh, my eating disorders. For anybody that's been with me over the past 7 weeks, um, I've painted a picture of a lot of things going on in my life that slowly as the years went by became greater and greater. I never really realised as it was going along how much was going on. It's only now looking back on it I realised that there was so much that was wrong with my life and my thought patterns and my thinking and my general behaviour. But I just kept going every day, game face on, trying to be the best I could be. And the things that came along with me um, during all of this and has been part of my life now for well over 20 years. It was a very unhealthy relationship with, with food. Um, It looks like I've probably been living with on and off with bulimia and binge eating disorder um, for most of my adult life. And I had that emotional reaction where I just had to eat. It wasn't because I was hungry. It wasn't because I needed it. It wasn't because I, I had a sort of craving. I just felt this overwhelming compulsion to, to eat um, and this didn't always happen um, with every episode of, of, of bad health and it also used to happen when I was in periods of what I would consider to be quite good mental and physical health it, it just used to crop up uh, normally it was some form of stressor or, or um, any form of success as well or failure. It didn't matter whether it was it was good news or bad news. Um, when I felt out of kilter or I felt under pressure or I felt like I'd done something right and something was going well, um, some people would reach for the, the bottle. I reached for the, the fully loaded nachos with as much cheese and sour cream and jalapenos as I could get my hands on. That was always one of my favourite go-to, go-to um, 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 munch snacks. But, you know, I think I mentioned one of the earlier podcasts about when I first took ill after Kosovo, I was quite literally driving down the street with all the takeaways on it and going to every one in a day sometimes. I would have four or five, maybe even six meals in a day. Um, And you just can't process that amount of food. And it came out the way everybody um, tends to do. Everybody's purging is different when they're when, when they're in a cycle of binge and purge, binge and purge. Now, not everybody binges and purges either. It was lots of times when I just binged, and it you know copious amounts of food, and then I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything about it. But you could guarantee, as being a soldier, there was plenty of exercise going around. So um, everybody else is you know drinking and eating and exercising, keeping reasonably fit and healthy. Um, 
I my exercise was only just enough to keep me from completely ballooning to the size of a house because of the amount of calories I was consuming and because I wasn't always uh, immediately purging um, by being sick. Um, sometimes I ingested those calories and they made their, their way into my body and then they had, they had to be burnt off the hard way from physical exercise. So I was constantly, I, I mean constantly, uh, fighting this this battle against uh, my level of fitness and, my, and the size of myself. And it was a slow decline as the years went by. I got bigger and bigger and bigger. And as I got older, I was less able to be uh, um, keep up the levels of fitness, purely because of the damage it was doing to my body. In amongst this was what was probably a very heavy dependency on alcohol. Um, I would never have said I got to having a problem with alcohol, but it was definitely something that I indulged in. If you were to do the old, you know, how much alcohol units do you consume now? I would definitely qualify as an alcoholic on that, on that scheme. But that was just the society I lived in in the military and the armed forces out in, out in Germany at the time. But that gave me a great uh, means for purging. I used to go get sick. And drink lots of booze, I'd vanish off, go to the toilets, be sick. Oh, I, I, I'm only sick because, you know, that coffee bean at the bottom of the Sambuca was off, you know. <laughs> you know it wasn't off, it was just me. You know, that actually happened to a friend of mine. <laughs> um, you know, it was just a, a way to cover up my binge eating. Um, and then when I was around other people, I was always renowned for my appetite. You know, uh, man versus food challenges. Yeah, chips was your man. Chips could do a man versus food challenge, no problem at all. Um, yeah, and you, of course, I would. It was an ability to binge in public without having to hide it and get cheered on while you were doing it. It was like manna from heaven for me. But the psychological damage that behaviour did to me was shocking. Uh, I mean. I can't remember looking in the mirror and liking what I seen ever until probably this year. I never once ever looked in a mirror and liked what I saw. Um, I just didn't, you know, too fat, too thin, too skinny, too short, uh, never too tall, but you know, you can't have everything. Uh, but I was just never happy, never happy. And that every time I seen that, it reinforced that. Um, and that causes deep-seated problems. Um, again, I had horrifically bad dental health, uh, dental hygiene, I should say. Um, and the, I remember the dentist saying to me, I can't figure out why you're having so much trouble with your teeth, Scott. And I'm like, mm. that's because I drink full-fat Coke all day, every day. And he was like, oh, that must be what it is then, because your enamel's coming off and all the rest of it. And I know that's because I'm just drinking all the time. Yeah, I was drinking full fat coke, but I was also throwing up regularly three three times a three times a week or something, you know, and a bad week, maybe maybe once a month or a good month, but you know, it was the ones where I just binged and didn't throw up that you know did the compounding of the damage, and again that all just fed into this thing as I've mentioned before, this long running theme about wanting to be punished. And now looking back, I just see it all as is tied into some form of survivor's guilt, but it, it, it completely dominated my way of thinking. 
uh, I, I got very black and white, very high horse views and opinions on many things. Um, for instance, I was a police officer. So for me, a police officer wasn't the job. It was who I was. It was absolute fundamental core of my being. End result was anybody didn't view their job like I did, I had no time for. They were they were ne the next best thing to criminals as far as I was concerned. Because a police officer that goes off duty and then act, and act, and acts like um acts like any other member of the public it isn't a police officer in my game. They're they're no better than the criminals. And I used to take this unbelievably arrogant opinion and think it was appropriate to hold. Yeah, when I, I listen to it now, I'm like, what a stroker. But, you know, that was me. And I, I, it, it's what gave me the purpose and the ability to, to keep on fighting my own inner demons was this, this rigid control. But I set those standards up for myself. And when I didn't reach those standards, I just hammered myself, which would trigger another bout of binging, another bout of vomiting, another bout of, be, you, know, you know, drinking too much, getting up hungover the next morning because I know I have to go and do my physical fitness test. And failing my physical fitness test, getting a bollocking. What kind of a leader are you? You should be. You should be um, setting the standards, and it all just kept reinforcing in. I'd get a grip of myself. I'd I'd work hard. I'd get my fitness levels back up, and no sooner had I got back to being in a position where I was doing okay again, and the whole cycle would trigger again, over over something or other, and it just it runs through my career. There are multiple trigger points. Um, in my career where I, I had um, trouble with it. And Kosovo, um, when I first came back from Kosovo, it was, it was then when I um, when I went back to Edinburgh, it was then when I went um, back out to um, um, Osdebrook again, it was then when I left Osdebrook to go to the Gulf War, it happened there on the you know, Optalic 5. <coughs> Excuse me. It happened again then. Uh, uh, you know, the unfortunate um, death of my of my friend um, that triggered another one. Again, started to having real difficult marital problems with my my wife. That triggered another relapse and and and, and an ex posting. And it just was that that was the pattern. I would just lurch from disaster to disaster to disaster, and every time I just got a little bit better, patched myself up, never really addressed any of the the heart of the matter. And just kept struggling along, always safe in the knowledge that sometime, somewhere, it would get better. Um, many times, I think I mentioned this before as well, I, I thought about suicide. I thought about just ending it all. Um, and every time somebody asked me, are you having any suicidal thoughts? Nope, nope, never do that. Never do that to my family. No, 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 no. But I, I used to be thinking it all, all the time. And the absolute disgust and hatred I had for myself because I was thinking these thoughts um, is what stopped me from ever admitting to any of the professionals that were asking those questions that I was actually thinking like that because I just couldn't comprehend that I could even think that way. It just wasn't something that, that fitted in with my life view of myself. But that was the reality of what was going on. Um, 
thing is, they're hiding it. Because I was hiding the eating, because I was hiding the, the vomiting, because I was hiding the, you know, the causes for all of these things, because I was hiding the reasons for my poor performance fitness-wise and all the other things, I just started to live a life where I just did not know the difference between what was a lie and what wasn't. I started to believe my own bullshit. You know, I started to believe my own lies and my own excuses. And the more that happened, the more I used to cling to my identity as this crusading police officer that always does the right thing that always acts with the highest levels of honesty and integrity. So the more I was lying to myself, the more I forced myself to be this paragon of virtue, to stand up, to be seen, to be doing the right thing, to go the extra mile for every victim of crime, to leave no stone unturned. I was like a walking cliche. Um, but the more I tried to do this, the more I failed, the more I wanted to do it. It was a horrible, vicious circle and I just could not see any way out of it. And to be brutally honest, there wasn't. It took 10 years of being out of the army, 10 years of being away from a police officer, and finally cutting all the ties from that form of being an investigator, from being some sort of criminal attachment, to moving away to doing completely different jobs with you know, um, the eventual collapse of my marriage, losing uh, my children to, to only down to you know visiting rights and then finally falling in love with somebody else before I could finally just stop trying to be this thing that I wasn't this mythical superhero that you know I felt I had to be to make up for all of the horrible bad things that I thought my life was and I sit here and I'm like my God, you realise how ridiculous that all sounds. And I'm sure there are people out there listening to this they will be like, yeah, I can't imagine anybody feeling like this. And then I imagine there are people out there going, oh my God, that's me. Or maybe anywhere in between it. And that's what I'm doing this for. As I, as I keep saying with every episode, it's just here to help me, help myself. Because talking about this to this little microphone in the office, does wonders for my for, for my my well-being every day i finish this podcast and i feel like i'm six foot tall and, and walking on air it's a brilliant feeling absolutely brilliant feeling and um, just to continue to purge those skeletons from the closet and um, get the odd message here and there from people that are affected by what i'm talking about and that you know they can relate and they they just make everything so worthwhile so Homework for next week. If you can relate to what I'm talking about, if it's having an effect on you, an emotional effect on you, you feel that's something that you know, you've been struggling with yourself, be any of the things I've talked about, what I want you to do is this week is to make a change. It doesn't have to be big. If it can be big and you're capable of going all in for the big change, by all means go for it. Don't let anybody hold you back. But it doesn't need to be big to be effective. It could be a small change. Think about what you can do this week just to change your narrative, 
to change your daily routine, to find some time for yourself. Skip the sandwiches one day for lunch and have, you know, a tasty dip in some, in, in some chopped up vegetables, carrots or something like that. Um, go for a brisk walk. If you're, if you're fit enough to do exercise, go do some exercise. Walk the dogs. Spend time with those you love. Just do something, anything that you haven't done before and, and try to just enjoy the simple pleasure of it. Um, a new one for me is, is taking the dogs for a walk and listening to this podcast. I would have always wandered around listening to music in the past before, but ironically now since I've started podcasting, I've really got into listening to, to other things and I've discovered that I enjoy listening to things I would never have dreamed I would have enjoyed listening to before because it just wouldn't have been my cup of tea, I would have thought. But you know what? It, it's broadening my horizons. It's making me happier in the skin of who I am. And all of that can do no harm. Um, so that's it. Basic challenge. Find something, any one thing. Change it. And if it works for you, let me know. Right, guys and girls, that is me for today. Um, have, a, have a great week. And I will speak to each and every one of you next week. Cheerio.